0: Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, best and in pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sales staff that works with you fabulous service department all at sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors keyer roots 11 and 15 in hummels wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. i'm going to answer brian's questions point by point in a moment but first our play-by-play call today. got a pitch to bellinger and a fly ball to right center field it's well hit and it is gone a three-run home run for bellinger we've got a new game it's tied at five! Charlie Steiner with a call on the Dodgers network. Dodgers then tacked on another run to make it 6 5 to win it. Not a new game, a new series. The Braves up two games to one. Game four tonight. 808 Chavez Ravine, Red Sox, and Astros tied at two apiece. Play an hour from now at Femway. So here, here uh, if I'm missing anything here. Um, Remind me, Matt, just in case. Brian had three points. Number one, uh, Penn State retaining James Franklin. Penn State has reworked his contract over time, and uh, he is getting more money. There is a larger buyout uh, than before, and so they've been they've been doing that. And he did sign a long term deal. I want to say after the Cotton Bowl in twenty nineteen. He signed a long-term deal at that point. So he's under contract, and there is is a bigger buyout in it because, obviously, they want to keep him. All right. And I'm going to get to James' attitude about the job in a a moment. So I'll I'll make that point number four here. All right. So that's one. So they've been doing that, and, of course, they're always going to work hard to try and retain him. They've also been able to get more money to the assistants, which is important. Number two, Brian brought up investment in football and basketball facilities. So I'll do basketball first and I'll go to football. The basketball facilities have been dramatically upgraded. Uh, now, I'm not talking about obviously the the Jordan Center in that situation. that that's a little different, right But they now have the Tombrose Performance Center where it's where they where they eat and have film. So they've got that beautiful film facility that they have. Uh, it's you know I've, I've been able to sit in on film many many times and to sit in there it's really first class. Same thing with the dining area. That's one. Number two, they just redid the entire um, weight room and they redid the entire uh, training room. All of that. Uh, the weight room was dramatically upgraded, and, uh, you know, Dwight Galt, and I've talked to Greg Maskinis at basketball, and I was talking to Dwight Galt Sunday night. They're both, and I've been in it, so I've been in, in it. And they are thrilled with how it turned out. And I thought it was really impressive when I saw it, but then, you, you know, you want to talk to the professionals. Does it have everything in it that you hoped and so forth? And they both say yes. Same thing with the training room, hot tub, cold tub things like that, the training room has been dramatically upgraded, and the entire space down there, an area where the fans don't ever get into that locker room area the locker room's been upgraded the weight room has been upgraded I mean, when I mean upgraded dramatically, the locker room dramatically upgraded, the training room dramatically upgraded, and the weight room dramatically, all state of the art now, and the Tombrose Center, same thing all right. So there's the basketball facility part. I hope that answers Brian's question here. Now, now the football facility part. Football facility part. It's been a lot that's put into Lash building. The new locker room of course has been in place now for a few years, but that was that really was well done. They put a lot into the new training area. Right? I walk in the training area now. Um and believe me they're not there treating me right, I'll walk into the training area now and it, you know it's got everything that they need the weight room they've done a lot of work with the weight room and they're doing more with it there's more that's going in there there's more that's going in there the area where the players go to that really is their lounge area that then eventually leads into the Morgan Academic Center. Uh, has dramatically been upgraded as well. First class across the board when you look at it. Same thing with the auditorium where they meet. They put a lot into that to help make sure that that is on par with anybody else's. So those are the facilities they're working on. Now they want to really start working on the second floor of Lash Building. Uh, They're doing a lot of work. I know right now um, you can't park in the back of Lash right now because of all the work that's being done back there, and that's a result of the commitment that's been made to upgrade the facility uh, in that regard. So I hope, Brian, that answers your that question. So let's get to uh, – if it doesn't, Brian, just call back and tell me, okay, please. Um, uh, number three, the national perception that Penn State is a stepping stone second-tier program. Whenever there's a job opening, like USC, LSU, whatever it may be, names are thrown out there left and right. So, is Clemson considered to be a second-tier program? Yet, Dabo Sweeney's name's been thrown out for LSU. Is Texas A&M a second-tier program? Yet, Jimbo Fisher's name has been thrown out there for LSU. All right. So James, of course, because of the great job that he's done here, taking a program that had 63 scholarships through no fault of anybody here, just because of some hat, random edict, uh, but he still had to inherit 63 scholarships and to build it into a Big Ten championship team, to get to three New Year's Six Bowl games in a four-year span, Uh You know, you're sitting there in another program. Isn't that the guy you want, that kind of guy that can do that? When you're trying to get your program back on track, isn't that the kind of guy you would look at? But the point is, this week alone, Jimbo Fisher had to to answer a question about LSU. James Franklin had to answer a question about LSU. Dabo Sweeney had to answer a question about LSU. I think what's happening is that names are being thrown out there and they try to see if they can make it stick. Uh, Believe me, at one point, Nick Saban's name was mentioned for Texas? Allegedly, Nick Saban's at the top of the mountain. So years ago, after he'd already won national titles, he was sought after by Allegedly, by, or at least his name was bandied about Texas. Names are thrown out there looking to stick, Brian. And it just turns out that James has had the kind of success that a lot of other schools would love to have to get their programs back on track. And that's probably why his name comes up. So now I'll make point number four, which you didn't ask about. There's always this perception that, quote, the grass is greener on the other side. Except let's look at someone's actions. So let's take James Franklin. What are his actions? Well, I want to tell you right now, this guy is busting his backside to make sure that the greenest grass is at Penn State and not on the other side. Last week, he went to, on recruiting, he went to Florida, Pittsburgh, Ohio, Virginia, and Maryland between Wednesday night and Saturday night. He visited five high schools three weeks ago in the morning and then went to two games that night, came back, went to practice, then went to two games that night. This has been his pattern every weekend that he's been doing stuff like that. Recruiting, 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 and to brian's point and it's an excellent point about investment in facilities james has been the one that has pushed for need better facilities got to be able to compete got to be able to bring somebody in to see it right got to get better salaries for our assistants so he's been busting his backside not to see if the grass is greener someplace else he's been busting his backside to get the greenest grass where he is now and I think people have to have to be able I maybe it's not talked about enough. I think that the uh, recruiting media, like Ryan Snyder, Bluehead Illustrated, Sean Fitz at 247, do a great job every week of outlining of, of where's James this week. But, for example, last week they practiced on Wednesday. He left Wednesday night to go down to Florida to start the recruiting department. He was down in Florida. Then he went to Pittsburgh. He went to Virginia. He went to Ohio Friday night to see a game of a certain quarterback. I might we'll leave it at that. Right? And he was in Maryland. That was his that was his bye weekend. Okay? He didn't go to all those places recruiting for LSU or USC. He went there recruiting for Penn State University. Now this guy is busting his backside for his current employer. He's been working hard to make sure that the grass is green here, not someplace else. And in talking to Micah Shrewsbury today, Micah talked about the basketball facilities that they've been able to, They said they were still building it when they were recruiting. He says now the recruits have come back, and they've already verbally committed. They've had several verbal commitments in basketball. Now that they've come back, they're like, oh, my goodness, this is what it looks like. He says that that's what they're saying now, and they already verbal. He says, imagine how people are going to be when they go through and we show them the, the facilities when we're trying to re- recruit new guys. That's, that's how strongly he feels about the new basketball facilities. Brian, that's a long answer. I hope I answered each point of it. If I didn't, please let us know. If I missed something, please let us know, because I want to make sure that uh, we give you as many uh, answers as possible. I think Matt I hit everything. I think.
1: Yeah, that seems everything to me.
0: Okay. Uh, any complaints cuz that's 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 your area of expertise.
1: <laughs> no, I I get the question, but I also appreciate your answers. So, I I think that should calm the masses.
0: Well, I'm just I mean, again, I mean, Sometimes you get so focused on your program, which I completely understand. That really is in the last—I don't know—15 years, where where fans are really focused in on their team or their program. Like I'm a real big Phillies fan. Well, let's talk about the Cardinals. I don't really know about much about the Cardinals. I really—I I'm, I'm, know everything about the Phillies though, right? Fair. I think a lot, of, you know, they're like their team. They know everything about their team, and eh, a little bit about the other teams. Uh, and so you don't pay as much attention to it. So, and the same thing with this. I don't think a lot of people realize that Davo Sweeney was asked about the LSU job this week, and his answer was, "Hey, look," he said, "I'm only concentrating on one Death Valley right now. That, of course, being Clemson, Jimbo Fisher." Texas A&M asked about the LSU opening this week. You know, gave a generic answer about it. Um, stopped by the bank to make sure everything was going great with his 10-year deal and, you yeah, moved on. And, of course, you know, and, of course, James was asked about it. Well, Clemson and Texas A&M, Penn State, they're not second-tier stepping stone programs. But what happens is, is that when, when name programs – have an opening the thought process is we're LSU we're USC we need to shop and shop big and the odd part is this Pete Carroll was the fifth choice five fifth choice at USC Hey. LSU hired a football coach from Michigan State that had done well but had never finished higher in third in the conference. In fact, I don't think he finished higher than fourth in the conference. A guy named Nick Saban. I mean, when Saban left Michigan State all of us are sitting there going, okay, that's fine. Save and left Michigan State. Okay. sit <laughs> so there and go, oh, am I glad that guy's gone? He did a really good job at Michigan State, but he wasn't awesome and incredible at Michigan State. And LSU hired him and he won a national title with him. They have the resources to do it. Okay. It's interesting. These two programs have had some of their greatest success with people that that weren't considered to be the, oh, my God, hire, USC hired Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll in the NFL, like with the Jets and the Patriots, they hired Pete Carroll, okay. <laughs> like, then all of a sudden it becomes Pete Carroll, right? Hey, LSU, and then they hired Nick Saban. Okay, I hired Nick Saban, okay. And it becomes Nick Saban. <laughs> I think sometimes we forget that stuff. And maybe the people that, that are boosters of the programs that we're talking about forget that stuff as well. That even though you want that, like, knock it out of the park, my dude's going to win the win the press conference. All right? And just, we're all going to be like, wow, we got Lombardi.
2: Yeah.
0: Which is what they're all a- aiming to get, somebody like that. I want to get Newt Rockne. Uh no. You need to get somebody who's who's the perfect fit for you. And was, and I I can say I think at Brian I, you could tell what Brian said. Brian was talking about the academics and everything like that. And Brian pretty much he said it better than I did. Penn, I mean James Franklin fits Penn State, and he sure is working hard to make sure that the grass is extremely green here. This is not somebody that's been sitting back and saying, "You know what? I'm thinking about something." He's working to make the future of Penn State football great. He's going about it so passionately right now. You get the you get the feeling he he'd really like to coach it too. All right, back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. Grounded to short. Correa throws to first. In time. Ball game over. Houston wins. So Houston wins the wild card game as they got just...
1: Okay. That was not the right Astros cut. I, mean, I
0: had no idea why John Sterling was on that cut. I was late, 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 late. I was okay. wondering the
1: same thing. I'm like, did he do a national broadcast that I, I wasn't aware of? <laughs> no. And they're going to cut back on his schedule, by the way. Yes, I, I saw that. That's no they, are the,
0: they are in negotiations right now to figure out how many games, because he doesn't really want to cut back on his schedule. He really doesn't want to do it. But um, whatever, they'll work that out. Um, so... All right. I hope that answered all of his questions. So we'll go with Frank Bodani in the next half hour.
1: Yes, actually, Brian, in fact, called me back during the commercial break, and big thanks to you. He he said they were perfect, and okay. lifelong listener, and hopefully we'll hear from him again sometime.
0: Thank you, Brian. It's very nice of you to say. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, and fellow Yankee fans, so even more brownie points to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, good. That John Sterling cut out of Made it, should have made him happy. Um, That's true. Just hearing John Sterling. Uh, the um, Tomorrow's our high school football roundtable, in fact. Uh, Sealand's girl's been on a roll. Uh, Lewisburg's been on a roll. Sher plays uh, Friday as well. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. And that that's you know, that's really hard for those kids. It really is. And for the coaching staff. It's really hard for them. You now somehow, some way I've got to be able to get more um. Oh, get more players involved. I think that would be uh, you know, get a deeper team uh, give the coaches more options Yeah you know, um, hopefully that happens but what's really great is the chief is the color analyst always and right at 7 o'clock they lower the cone of silence. <laughs> I'll take it from here. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Motors, force reading Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online. At sunburymotors.com for Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory. All at uh, Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Best in the business. You're not going to deal with anybody better than Sunbury, Sunbury Motors. Always going to have your back. Customer service means everything to them. All right. Time now to look at Penn State football Let's go to Our good friend from the York Daily Record Who does great work all the time That would be Frank Bodani Frank, welcome back, great to have you with us
2: Thank you, Steve What a brilliant, beautiful football kind of day here Isn't it
0: great? Oh my goodness, it's great here too it's gonna be a little
2: chilly up there, I think, on Saturday. Maybe <laughs> yeah, sat- that's even more football like Saturday's gonna
0: feel like October. All right. Yes. Yeah, finally. This feels like late August, early September, which is nice. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so through six games, your thoughts on uh what we've seen to this point through six games. What kind of mid season report do you have?
2: Okay, I'd say the defense better than expected early, this early. Um, the transfers that they've gotten have made a big impact. I can't, you know, can't say enough about Arnold Abakiti, for example. Um, where would they be without him? Because they've lost three, of to me, three of their four top defensive linemen to injury through the beginning of the season. And so, if you don't have Arnold, that's huge. And you know, to me, the offense was going just as planned as well. Um, Gradually growing. Maybe not as much, a little kind of quizzical with the running back production, but overall as going until the big roadblock hits. So, I I don't know. I mean, I give them really good grades on both sides of the ball. Um, Special teams, I think they're doing what they can with that. Jordan Stout, you can't ask for more. So, the grades were high, and I think they were rising. I, I, I think the offense was projecting upwards i'm just not sure kind of where we head now
0: <laughs> right no exactly yeah people are wondering that as well as to what happens what happens from here now uh when you look at let's take sean clifford for a moment just to what we've seen to this point and you know, we'll find out what you know it's um with him moving forward what happens with him uh but to this point where is he better
2: decision making Uh, he just looks more confident and knowing exactly more what he wants to do and and I guess here's another way sometimes he would get to me so amped up before a game that it would hurt him a little bit with his maybe his accuracy and and some of those decision making he seemed more more decisive but yet calm I don't know if that makes sense in doing what he was doing Keeping his eyes down the field is another big example. You know, he didn't panic. He would, roll, you know, roll out away from pressure. Looks like he just had the offense under his control, which when you have his amount of athleticism experience, man, that's a great great combination.
0: Well, see, you could tell early early in the game he'd, he'd throw and it would be high, and that, that, yeah. that showed that he was amped up.
2: Yeah, and I think some of his decisions were not, you know, almost looked like he wasn't, even the first game of the year, this one maybe even, a little bit like just jumpy feet, like, uh, you know, so excited, oh, what am I doing, where am I going? Just gave that vibe a little bit in the pocket, whereas I don't think through most of this year compared to last year he's had that. It seems like he's progressed and the, uh, you, you can't make up for the amount of games he started and what he's gone through. And I think the bad, the bad times have helped him as well.
0: Well, now, it, now that brings us then to the running game part, because he's been protected really well. So regardless of what we see, uh, at least right now, what can this running game mean both in the near, in the near term and also into the future?
2: Well, it's. I mean, they got. They really got to get something going now. I mean, there's no waiting. There's no more, like, slow progression. They need to take the pressure off, if, you know, if Sean can't go the next this week or the week after or how long. I mean, they got to have some type of a force running the football. And even though they have the deepest running back room, I mean, if there's a, suddenly a question, well, who's going to be that guy to do it? Who's healthy enough to do it? who who can just step forward and I don't you know it's one of those strange things where I really thought this would be one of their absolute strengths their run blocking and their running backs and so it's not how does it become that suddenly I, I, I don't know I mean to me all eyes more on Kevon Lee because he seems to me like the healthiest mm-hmm. he's got the talent he's he's certainly quicker than last year he's more experienced to me it's that someone can step up and be the guy and carry the ball somebody carry the ball more than 12 times a game i'm looking at that guy right now
0: yeah uh Jahan dotson uh when you look at him to, to me i'll 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 say that i think chris olave garrett wilson and david bella Purdue, and dotson and you can put him in any order. To me, those are the four best receivers in the conference. I don't know how you feel about it. How do you view him?
2: Oh, he's he's one of, I mean, let the rest of the season play out a little bit. One of the best of covering Penn State for the last 30 years, not just in the conference mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Um, You know, when you mention to me, when I look at him and how smooth he is and yet how, Precise he is, and now he has the kind of hands that only a handful of guys have, where they, they they just don't drop balls that they should. I mean, they just don't do it, and he's one of the few. And you know, so you start thinking of Bobby Ingram and Deion Butler and Jordan Norwood and Allen Robinson, and you know, he's to me he's in that class yeah. at Penn State, which is, I mean, those guys, those guys were good here on this level, and those most of those guys did well on the next level, and he, you know two years ago i didn't know if he would get there but he he is there and it's impressive to to watch
0: yeah All right so then defensively obviously a lot falls on their shoulders as to what to do has the secondary been what you thought it would be
2: uh yeah i think overall um, i mean you know um I guess you, you get a couple of turnovers in the first game, and you start thinking, "Well, man, how much can how much havoc can they wreak here?" Um, and they've done okay with that. I don't know if they've kind of kind of kept that run going to the point of changing games. I guess I was, you know, it's a tough thing. Yeah, I, I think it, how do you always account for turnovers? You know, it's not an easy thing or changing games. I think you just don't let guys beat you you don't let opportunities go by and I think other than maybe that big pass play against Iowa they've, they've done that um, kind of hoping you might think that a defense like that in a game like Iowa maybe they come up with the really big game changing play in the second half and you kind of hate to quibble or kind of grade them too hard for not doing it but maybe that's the only thing yet kind of um looking for from these guys because there's so much improvement there, especially with losing some of the guys that did the injury. I mean, just the next step, I think, Curtis Jake has taken the next step before our eyes. I think Brandon Smith with all of his talent needs to do that in the second half as well.
0: Mm, yeah, interesting. What have you thought of uh, Jaquan Brisker and Jair Brown as, as the safety team? Uh, great,
2: great combination. Um, Brisker living up to all the hype i think he's a uh to me he's one of the better safeties i've seen in my time covering penn state from from all facets not just a. he's not just a big hitter Agreed. you know he can come up with a big play you can tell he's a leader he's tough i mean how many times he, you know he's dealing with some injury issues how many times has he been down but he's got back up and he's come back in to help his team um i think there's big plays for him ahead for sure this year
0: yeah Uh, No question. A guy that we thought was going to be important for Penn State was going to be Curtis Jacobs because it allowed, you mentioned Brandon Smith, to move inside, you know, to go with Ellis Brooks. What have you thought of Jacobs playing at that field spot?
2: He's getting there. Like I said, he's growing up before our eyes. I think it's taken him a little bit of time for the game to slow down and for him to be as fast as what he – to play as fast as what he can. But to me, the Iowa game was the moments where he started to flash, where it seemed to me like, wow, this is getting comfortable for him. Just the way he looked. And um, so I think bigger things, you know, he's going to be the guy that you're going to start saying, well, yeah, well, that's why he was a five-star recruit second half of the year. And I think Brandon is there, too, in a lot of ways, just so close to making the big plays that make the headlines that, kind of account for his tremendous uh, get physical gifts. So to them together and with Ellis Brooks playing about as well as you can in the middle, yeah. all of a sudden kind of a questionable, what are these guys going to do? Linebacker group could, could be real. I mean, I think they have to be really good and they have to be better in the second half to help this, this team get where they want.
0: Uh, your thoughts on the role Jordan Stout plays, not only to this point, but moving forward.
2: Oh, it's. I think it's way, probably substantially more difficult to do what he's doing than anybody realizes. How many of us are kickers, right? None of us, really. <laughs> so yeah. you don't understand, like somebody was explaining that the swing for a kicker is not the same as a leg swing for a punter and maybe not even the same for kicking off. They're all somewhat different. And look how well he's doing at all of them. And I think that's the reason why you don't, See people do try them all because it's not the same (laughs) and he looks now i mean and i love people you know you love kids that get better right so john Dotson markedly better from two years ago he's grown he's improved that's a lot to say about him same with jordan he first year punting last year a little inconsistent at times but not not now look at how much better he is he's one of the most reliable guys and he had to punt out of this. I mean, look at, look at the position he was in punting against Iowa. Yeah. That could have been – that could have been cause for some troubles, but it really wasn't. I mean, he did a great job.
0: Yeah, and I mean, everyone talks about the job Taylor did, and justifiably so for Iowa. He did a great job of pinning that ball inside the 10 repeatedly. But what's left out is the great job Stout did of getting it out of there and <laughs> getting it the other way uh, because he had, he's the one that really had the pressure on him.
2: Well yeah, and he had the whole stud you know, the whole crowd in his yeah ear doing it from his end zone where you can't make a mistake. You can't let it get to you mentally at all. Or that's the ball game if you make a mistake back there. And and he didn't do that. He did he did a great job and he's and, and, and even place kicking, which he didn't he didn't have that full time job last year. I think he's getting better as the season goes.
0: Right. Yeah, ex- so, ex- exactly. I agree with that. He is. I mean, because Anthony Fair is the last one to hold all three here at once. Uh, yeah. you are got to go back that far. Uh, any thoughts on this game Saturday?
2: Um, you hope. I think Penn State looks, when I say looks, appears the, the vibe that they look like a motivated, even maybe a little bit of an angry team at times, especially on defense. Like, you get the vibe that they know that hey, that back's against the wall maybe a little bit in a way that we shouldn't be, but we're ready to to take on this challenge you know you have to have that because it's a big letdown in a sense from a couple of weeks ago but yet they still have the whole they still have all their goals in front of them so mm-hmm. let's see how they want to go after it. so you want to see them physically take it to <laughs> illinois to me i mean you want to see that from beginning to end you don't want to see a slow kind of start uh kind of wondering if their heads are in you, mean, you don't? that's so to me it's the more than it is the the amount of points or who's quarterbacking or it's just to me i want to especially and i think defense leads that and maybe the offensive line leads that mojo there with the way they come out and they play take over the game physically no matter you know i go back i don't know the feel of teams back in the 70s where it's like didn't matter how many points those guys got right on defense Mm -hmm. is the attitude that you're not going to win this game from us Right. You know, that's the kind of thing I think you'd want to see from the guys we just talked about.
0: Exactly. Always a pleasure. Enjoy the warmth and sunshine of this day, my <laughs> friend, and look forward to seeing you Saturday.
2: Absolutely, Steve. All the best the rest of the week. Thanks for having me on.
0: Frank Podany, York Daily Record. We'll wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. <laughs>
1: Great to have you with us. Captain Panic alongside. (laughs) Also, not my Twitter handle. Captain Panic at (laughs)
0: WKOK. Scary dude, man.
1: Oh, I know that.
0: Oh no, it bothers you. I know it does. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's...
0: It's um And and you hate that I don't play the game.
1: You hate it. You talk to Lisa, she knows. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but uh, got the high school football roundtable tomorrow. So what do we So what are the games tomorrow? I didn't even look.
1: So we've got um, Mifflinburg and Schicklemi. Sealens Grove's got Southern, and I think that is going to be a very competitive, close game. I really do. And um, Lewisburg has Milton. In the Tomato Bowl. Tomato Bowl. That's correct. There you go. And that should be a very good game, too, I think. Well, Shikalemi mifflinburg should be a good game, too, right? It is intriguing because I think these last two games of the year, Shigalemi is going to be one of those teams that you're they're not going to be favored. You're going to be favored against, but you don't want to You also don't want to play either because, because they play hard, they want to be that spoiler type team. So I think it's a dangerous game for both Mifflinburg and then when they play uh, Milton next week, because so Mifflinburg and Milton have a lot to play for in these final two weeks of the season.
0: I thought you handled that pretty well.
1: Thank you. I'm a little plugged in.
0: No, I thought you handled it with great sensitivity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thought I'd throw that in there. All right. Well, and we also have Jim Jackson on the show tomorrow. Bob Weschusen's on Friday's show. And we also have The King on Friday. So, we're sitting there between Bob Wershusen and the King. And that pretty much knocks it out of the park on Friday, doesn't it? I would say so. Now it's really a competition between the King and Bob shoesen as to who's the better guest. <laughs>
1: That'll be intriguing to find out.
0: After all, after all, Reshusen does also announce the Jets. That is a valid point. Mm. (laughs) You know what the greatest benefit is to announcing the Jets?
1: You don't have to worry about announcing past early January? Direct Deposit. All
0: right, uh, so it's... Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. That great joke years ago, Roy Firestone impersonating um, Keith Jackson. You know, college football. What does college football mean to me? Oh, about $5 million a year contractually. (laughs) That's college football. (laughs) So, yeah, just remember... What's the key? Direct deposit. <laughs> Last answer you expected, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. This, this show disgusts you, doesn't it?
1: Well, in that case, I, I wasn't old enough to really know. I mean, I know who Roy Firestone was, but too old to know him from his heyday, so to speak.
0: It doesn't matter what the, who did it. It's the line... The line is: What does college football mean to me? Oh, about five million dollars a year contractually. <laughs> <laughs> remember the key to announcing the Jets: direct deposit. So true, I mean, though. You're announcing an NFL team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back tomorrow here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.